This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. Welcome to the program with a unique focus on helping Canadians avoid probate. The one thing everyone should know about probate is that it's not inevitable. With some planning and good advice, you can avoid the exhausting, expensive and time-consuming probate process and have your affairs settled quickly and privately. Speaking of good advice, here are your hosts of Avoid Probate. Good morning, Zoomer listeners. Welcome to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Jason Laidler here with the world-famous Ted Walshin. Glad you're here to join us this morning. Glad you're here, Ted, as well. Good morning. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. That's good. Um, yeah. you, you, you sound pretty normal. I mean, once again, we're, we're having to uh, make COVID adjustments to the recording of the show. So if we sound a little different to the listeners... They'll understand why, I hope, and forgive us for that. Hopefully it's temporary, right? You know, and I started the exception of the first one uh, has been done on Zoom. We did the first one with Chef Massimo Capra at his restaurant out in Clarkson in Mississauga. And and it was so nice because it was nice to be able to sit down and chat with them and, and just chat a little bit, yik-yak, and you, you strike up a bit of a, a, a friendship of warmth before you start talking to somebody. Yeah. And doing everyone since then, it's, it's, they're seemingly more cold, although we do take a good 10 minutes before we actually start rolling tape, as it were, and chat just to get a, yeah. a bit of a rapport going, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, but it's just not the same. And, 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 and I just, I, I fear that we'll never be able to speak to a human being again. Well, that, uh, I don't think that's going to happen. We are eager to get back into the studio. Uh, for lots of different reasons, it just just makes life easier for us, as well as if we have guests, you know, we need to do that. So that's going to happen hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks or, or so. But uh, let's talk about what's happening today and in the very near future. It is the Avoid Probate Show, of course. We're going to talk about probate, as we always do. But I think it's worth mentioning a couple of upcoming events. Well, today in particular, today, the 23rd of January, happens to be National Pie Day. Do you like pie, Ted? I do. I like um, pumpkin pie. I knew you were going to say that. So do I. I think maybe we've talked about this before. I love pumpkin pie. I like homemade, homemade. I like cake as well. Well, and I was going to say that too. I think you're either a pie guy or a cake guy. And if I, I don't know that one, both. No, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely a cake guy. I mean, I can choke down a slice of pie if I have to, but I'm pretty fussy about it. I, I know uh, I've got some friends, older friends. Maybe some of the listeners will um, be able to relate to this. They love raisin pie. Have you ever had raisin pie? Pumpkin cheesecake. Oh, yeah, that sounds good, too. Oh, wicked. Wicked. Well, I think you should have a slice of pie today or maybe, you know, even the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Depend, depending on how big it is. Uh, well, you know, what? that could also include pizza pie. I guess. I don't think it's supposed to, but whatever. Whatever. Because there's a, place, there's a restaurant in Toronto, and I don't know if it still exists anymore because so many have shut down during COVID. Yeah. Uh, but it was called Pi, but mm-hmm. P I E as in mathematical equation. 
No, you mean pi. Pi. Pi, like the pi, pi. you eat is. No, no, it's the mathematical equation is spelled how? Pi. Yes. Yeah, pi. Sorry, I apologize. Yes, so pi. pi. That's what it's called. Pi. Three point one four one five nine. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, etc. But they make pizza. Okay. And on National Pie Day, they normally give out slices for free. They used to. Now, I don't oh. know whether that exists or not. Okay. Uh, the other thing I want to just uh, comment on, regular listeners will know, I've said it a few times, that I am a, well, I call myself a Churchill nerd, historian, Churchill historian, amateur Churchill historian. So tomorrow, the 24th of January, will mark the anniversary of his passing way back in 1965. Who was? 1965, and I believe... Stan, to be corrected on this, I believe he was in his 91st year. His birthday, I think his birthday is in November, I think. And so, you know, he was not 91 yet. But anyway, 1965, uh, need I say more, you know, a uh, big fan. So he'll be 147 uh, today. Oh. Tomorrow. 147. Okay. And, and I have, I can't really show it to you, and I certainly can't show it to the listeners, but I've got like the Time Life Special Edition. I've got the the article, the co- it was on the cover of Time, a big magazine back then. I don't know if it still is, like in terms of its dimensions. And the art and the accompanying article, I, I bought that at an antique shop, and I just wanted to have it as a little. Uh, I-, I think it's pretty cool. So it shows uh, the the cover of Life. Did I say Time? I meant Life magazine. Is it the same? I don't know. Anyway, it says Life, and it's uh, the cover on this day back in 1965 is of the. Uh, what guard? The Grenadier Guard, I think it's the Grenadier Guard carrying the casket with uh, some of his uh, awards uh, laid on top. But uh, yeah, I have that. It's, it's pretty neat, just as a I don't know conversation piece. Aside from that, speaking of conversation pieces, on Tuesday, Tuesday's a big day. You know what's happening on Tuesday? It's Robbie Burns Day. Happy Robbie Burns Day. Yes. I mean, it hasn't been the same for the last few years because of COVID, of course. Yeah. I couldn't tell you how many robbie burns dinners i've been to and piped at and had my girls dance at they've been hired to be dancers they did highland dancing for 10 years or so so they were hired many 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 times to be the entertainment mm-hmm. at a robbie burns dinner it's a big it's a big deal these robbie burns dinners. it is but i wonder it's in, in all honesty i mean it, it doesn't have the same attraction as the large of attraction as saint patrick's day does well, I guess that's true. Uh, interesting. I'm not sure why. Uh, Robbie Burns supporters are pretty loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of his. Uh, well, he was he was he was the the poet of Scotland, right? Uh, Old Lang Syne and uh, a Red Red Rose or whatever it is, and et cetera, et cetera. Tamil Shanter. The list goes on and on and on, right? I should have played a bagpipe tune in his honor today, but uh, I thought you liked them. <laughs> yes i do i do well and, and i also like haggis have you had haggis uh no i haven't no i haven't oh come on really I haven't. Dude, i'm gonna bring you some haggis man and kelly i'll bring some i don't know if kelly will eat haggis but uh let's see I've, i made some notes about haggis because everybody always asks what's in it like if you haven't had it before and you just hear these these rumors haggis the national dish of scotland a type of pudding composed of the liver heart and lungs of a sheep minced and mixed with beef or mutton suet and oatmeal and seasoned with onion and other spices packed into a sheep's stomach and boiled (laughs) so 
Would you like some haggis for lunch? <laughs> I'm tied up for today, but maybe, so maybe next year. It tastes better than it sounds. I mean, that's for sure. Yeah. And well, it's all in the spicing. It's all, it's in the- all in the spice. Exactly. And it's one of those things, if you ask me, it's like uh, cabbage rolls. No two people make it the same. No, no, so, no. you know, you find a good one and you stick with it. And there are some uh, quasi-famous bakeries in the GTA who um, who make this stuff on a regular basis, especially especially this time of year. Uh, it was actually at one time banned from being imported to the United States. I think it was also Canada, but Canada has uh, reversed the ban. And and I found a little blurb about that that said says uh, in 1971 it became illegal to import haggis into the U.S. from the U.K. due to a ban on food containing sheep lung, which includes 10 to 15 percent of the traditional haggis recipe. The ban encompasses all lungs, so it wasn't just haggis they were picking on; it was anything with lungs in it, as fluids such as stomach acid and phlegm may enter the lung during slaughter. <laughs> so. How would you like your haggis, sir? <laughs> mm-hmm. On hold. On hold. Well, I am definitely going to find some. Uh, like I said, I won't be going to a burnt supper this year, which is too bad. But uh, I'm definitely going to track down some haggis. And it's great. Well, I take leftovers from the burnt supper so I can have it with my scrambled eggs the next morning. And it's delicious. There you go. We need to take a break. And when we return, we'll talk more about probates and yep. we'll take a look into the mailbag as well. Steve. Yes. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Let me take a moment to tell you about my friends at Helenda's The Meat People. I've been a big, big fan of theirs for years now, and without a doubt, they make some of the best sausage in Ontario. They are multiple award winners, having captured the Ontario's finest meat competition's coveted Award of Excellence on three separate occasions, in addition to dozens of individual product awards. Helenda's has also received the Grand Champion Ribbon at the past two Royal Winter Fairs Ready to Eat Meat Snack Competition. So whether you're preparing a charcuterie board or a full-blown sit-down dinner for your friends or family, you'll find Helenda's award-winning products at fine meat shops throughout the province, now including selected Metro, Sobeys, Fortino's, and Foodland stores, along with their seven Helenda's locations. Their barbecued kielbasa, my favorite. Fresh bun, horseradish, it's out of this world. But don't just take my word for it, judge for yourself. On your barbecue, in your kitchen, or straight from the fridge, Helenda's, the way sausage should taste. (laughs) Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoid probate.ca. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You're listening to the Avoid Probate Show, and you can contact Jason during the course of the week. He is Jason Laidler on Ted Walsh. Uh, his toll free number is one eight four four six six seven seven six two eight. 
Email info at avoidprobate.ca, Jason. Thanks, Ted. Um, last week, a uh, reminder to the listeners, and thank you for joining us this week. Hopefully you heard last week's show as well, where we talked about the fact that it's uh, RSP season. And you can add TFSA season, although there is a, really isn't a TFSA season. It's just, uh, I don't know, trendy, I guess, or something that these financial institutions are marketing. But anyway, it is RSP season because we're still inside the first 60 days of the new year. And I don't want to repeat last week's show, but that, that's what gives you the option to use your deduction for this year or last year. But why I'm bringing this up is, is because I mentioned last week that I would talk about spousal RSPs and we ran out of time. So I want to I stay true to my word and, and touch on that right now and, and explain because the spousal RSP, it's a little complicated, but it used to be a quite a useful planning strategy before the government introduced new income splitting rules, which haven't been around for that long. So uh, before that, the spousal RSP was a popular strategy because it's a way to level off the incomes between two spouses in retirement. And the idea is that the total income tax bill payable by a couple is less if, for example, they each earn $50,000 in retirement instead of one of them earning $100,000, right? Obviously, the sums are the same there, but just the, the way it's laid out is different. This is a function of our graduated tax rates based on income that I touched on last week. And also, it's a function of the uh, old age security clawback. So I'm going to expand on that a little bit. I'll remind the listeners that the Canada Pension Plan benefit that you get is not income tested. This is not the case with the old age security benefit. So the clawback, you know, it can kind of be thought of as a tax if your income is too high and not everybody, like not everyone's sympathetic to that problem. I, I get that, but I just want to explain it and make it clear. Uh, another with relating to the, the OAS, the old age security pension, we call it OAS for short. Remember it's the, it's the world of acronyms in the financial services industry. Canada pension plan, of course, is the CPP. You can take your CPP early at 60. And so that's another common question that I get, you know, from people, should I take it early? or hold off and get a larger amount later in life. The longer you postpone collecting your Canada pension, the bigger the amount of pension you're going to get on an annual basis. So it's a trade-off. In my mind, it's an easy decision. For me, it's easy. I'm very much a bird in the hand kind of guy. I say, take it. If you're eligible for it, take it. And actually, a few years ago, they changed the rules whereby you can still keep working and keep paying into it even after you started taking it. And that wasn't true uh, a little while ago, but uh, they, they keep adjusting things. If you don't need it, okay, I get it. If you don't need it, I still think you should take it, even if you don't need it. Like if you don't need it to live on, give it to charity, give it to the kids, whatever. Use it somehow. Uh, just take it, to, you know, capitalize on the bird in the hand kind of thing. Yes, if you live long enough, there will be a crossover. We call it a crossover period where you would have had more total income had you waited to receive it. But of course, we don't know how long we're going to be here to collect it, uh, which is an excellent reason to not put off your probate planning. Except uh, I spoke with a gentleman the other day who told me he is putting off his probate planning for the next few weeks because he's getting married and he's got a lot on his plate at the moment. So anyway, congratulations and best wishes if he's listening to that listener and any other listeners who is getting married soon or recently got married back to the old age security 
clawback. There's a lot of confusion about this too. It's not just fully clawed back, like instantly. It's gradually clawed back, starting. It only starts to get clawed back if you're making $81,000 a year or more. And there's a formula to figure out how much it gets clawed back when. Starts at 81,000 bucks, like I said. And that's pretty good income. There's a lot of a lot of seniors, a lot of people in general who don't make $81,000 a year. So, you know, there's no shame in that, that's for sure. And that's why uh, not everyone is sympathetic to the fact that it could be clawed back because it's not fully clawed back until you make 100 the 2022 number, $133,000. I'm rounding, I'm rounding numbers. There's pennies, I don't even know, I don't know what the pennies are. But 133,000 bucks. Okay. I get it. You don't need to, you don't need the government's assistance in terms of old age security. If you make 133,000 bucks a year. So there's some uh, good news, Ted, uh, coming from the government, believe it or not, with regard to old age security, uh, seniors aged 75 and over will see an automatic 10% increase in their OAS pension as of July, 2022. So they're going to get a little bit of a raise, which is nice. I believe if my numbers are right, the max OAS is 642 until March of this year. So that's about 8,000 bucks a year. So if you put six of that into your TFSA, because remember last week I was talking about the fact that TFSA is capped in terms of the new money at six grand. Uh, it's over 80,000 if you haven't used it yet. Anyway, six grand a year, 10 years, that's 60K. You get some growth on that. Could be worth well over a hundred thousand bucks or more, tax free. Well, yes, is six thirty, six forty two, six forty two, six forty two. So I, I'm using you know rough math numbers. Well, and also I factored in the the fact that it's going to increase by ten percent uh, later this but year. That, but you said that's only for seventy five plus. Yes, correct. Wonder why why they chose seventy five and not sixty. They did this a few years ago as well, or maybe just a year ago, I should say. Um, remember, there was a one time five hundred dollar benefit to uh, OAS recipients, I'm going to say August or September of last year. I can't remember one time, $500. And I think, again, you had to be over the age of 75 to receive that. And that uh, I know that rubbed some people the wrong way. I heard about it from some clients. But getting back to the uh, the potential growth on the, on, on the money, on the six grand a year that you can put in the TFSA, ever heard of something called the rule of 72? Yeah, but I can't remember why I do. The rule of 72, it's kind of neat, little trick, uh, though I'm going to say this wrong, probably you divide into 72, whatever rate of return you get on your investment. And that answer, that number tells you how long it takes for that money to double. So let's use 10% for easy math. 10% into 72 is 7.2. So whatever you started with, if that money earned 10% a year, it would take 7.2 years for that money to double. Mm-hmm. That's the rule of 72. Just a quick and easy way for people to, I don't know, predict how much growth they can expect in their portfolio over time. There's also one that tells you how long it takes for the money to triple. I can't remember the number, 183 maybe. I don't know why I think it's that. I know it's 100 and something. If any of the uh, mathematicians out there know what it is. I guess I could look it up as well very quickly. But back to the spousal RSP, before we get to the, the break here and, and change the subject a little bit, I just want to finish off because we were talking about the spousal RSP. I, you know, if I've earned income, which generates RSP contribution for me, 
which rolls over and accumulates over time. If I don't use it, then I can make a spousal RSP contribution, which becomes an investment in the name of my spouse, but I get the offsetting deduction. Talked about the, that's the shiny part of the RSP is the fact that contributions come with a deduction and mm-hmm. it affects my RSP room, not my spouse's room. So if I put in 10K, my spouse has that 10K working for her in her name going forward. She controls it. It's now her money. And I get the deduction, meaning that I don't have to pay income tax on that 10K. And of course, my contribution room is reduced by 10K, which is why contribution room can be so valuable. Once you use it, it's gone. Unlike the TFSA contribution room, if I make a TFSA withdrawal, I can put that money back next year. This is not the case for the RSP. I would have to create more room or still have unused room or both. So again, the goal is to try to create level incomes in retirement as much as possible. You know, And you see this with couples where there was a stay-at-home spouse. So whether it was the man or the woman who went out to work and earned all the money and obviously the stay-at-home spouse did not, well, it's going to be a lopsided you know, retirement portfolio. And as I already mentioned, that could result in greater taxation. So if you can level it off using the spousal RSP, that's why that thing exists. So having said that, we'll go to our quick break here. We'll be right back to talk more about, uh, I am going to tie this into probate. Stay tuned. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. My name is Marilyn and I avoided probate. Our story begins when Marilyn paid a visit to her mom's bank. She noticed something odd. She had 100% of her money tied up in GICs, making 1%. It wasn't enough to sustain her. She was dipping into her capital big time. Marilyn wanted to disperse the money for her mom's needs as she ages. She had acquired power of attorney. No, you can't do anything with her accounts. They're in her name. And that was that. I was overwhelmed by everything. I didn't know what to do. That's when Jason from avoidprobate.ca stepped in. There was a sense of urgency because Marilyn's mother is no spring chicken. This process takes time. And I didn't know how much time we had. He walked me through what I should do when I went to the bank, what I should say to them. Not only that, Jason went with Marilyn to the bank. They weren't happy that I was sitting across the table from them in the office and they knew that we were trying to move this money. But I knew that we had a right to do that and that it was the right thing to do. Persistence paid off and we got the transfer done in time. So many seniors have these GICs at the bank. They will be probated. They will be frozen. They're paying next to nothing. And they're locked in with maturity dates. It drives me crazy. I don't understand why anybody buys these things. There are much better options out there. And sometimes we can do this transfer at no cost to the account holder. Should you get in touch with avoidprobate.ca? Anybody who has non-registered accounts at the bank needs to look into the services we provide at avoidprobate.ca because by definition, you can't put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can put a beneficiary on a non-registered account at an insurance company. The rules are different. I felt that the banks thought I was a thief, but Jason made me feel so much better. I know we've done the right thing. Call us at avoidprobate.ca on the toll-free number, but call us before your mom or dad passes away. That's when we can help you. Have the conversation with your parents and avoid probate like Marilyn did with avoidprobate.ca. Call 1-844-667-7628. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. 
Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walshin with Jason Laidler, who is the Grand Puba of Avoid Probate. And the two of us together should like to share these words. The information that we provide in the program is for general consumption only. It's not intended to provide particular legal nor investment advice. Each situation is different. And so if you have legal or investment questions, you should speak with a licensed expert. Or, of course, you can contact Jason. Email info at avoidprobate.ca. And he is a licensed expert. Or toll-free, 1-844-667-7628. All right. So we were talking about uh, registered stuff, and we're not done talking about registered stuff yet. Getting back to the RIF, got a lot of calls and emails and questions from last week's show. So sticking with the RIF for a few more minutes, I, I do often meet with people who don't need the RIF income, and they're being forced to take it out, as I explained before, and pay tax on it. So I want to share a planning strategy with the listeners known by some in the industry as the RIF meltdown strategy, the RIF meltdown strategy. I'm sure it has other names as well. Uh, This industry does that depending on which institution you're talking to. It's not for everyone because it involves borrowing money to invest. This will certainly scare off some people, but if you ever had a mortgage, you've borrowed to invest, right? Yep. That's, That's what that is really. And uh, when you borrow to invest in terms of not a mortgage, when you borrow to invest financial um, with an investment portfolio, the interest cost to service the loan is tax deductible, not in the case of a mortgage, but it is tax deductible when it's an investment loan. So if you, if you use your RIF income to cover the cost of the interest, that's a wash for you in the sense that the deduction offsets the RIF income. So now you have this investment working for you on the side. And of course, it's a non-registered investment. You can't register this money. You can't put it in your RIF. And we're assuming you've uh, maxed out on your TFSA. And here is where we tie all this into avoiding probate. The investment account, the non-registered investment account that you're servicing with the RIF income that you didn't want or need is growing. So you're increasing your total net worth with your RIF. But you need to have this account set up at an insurance company, which we are happy to facilitate for you, so that you can name beneficiaries on it, so that it doesn't have to be probated after you've passed. Regular listeners should know by now that you cannot have a beneficiary on a non-registered account at the bank. You can have a joint owner, which may indeed solve your probate problem, but at the same time, it could create other problems that you don't want to have to deal with. We're going to revisit the whole joint ownership issue again in an upcoming show. This will be review. Hopefully, if you're a regular listener, as we've talked about it before, uh, that's my segue to talk about the fact that past shows are available uh, on the website as a podcast. Go to mm-hmm. all right, avoidprobate.ca. That's the address. And there's a button there. You can click and listen to past shows anytime you want, including shows that we did uh, talking about the perils and pitfalls of uh, joint ownership. And for those people who are still relatively new to the computer, yes, it is www.avoidprobate.ca. We don't say that normally when we give the address because it's a given. But for those of you who are new to it, you should know that everything starts with three W's and a dot. Yes, that's right. So to summarize the RIF meltdown strategy, you have, in this case, you have over time depleted your RIF. 
right? This saves a bunch of tax at death because when you pass away, the entire RIF, all your registered investments, including the RIF, falls into your income. Oh, that, that's that's not true. The, the TFSA doesn't fall into your income, but your RSP and your RIF falls into your income for that year and probably puts you in, an, in the top tax bracket. And so approximately 50% of it goes to the tax man. So instead, uh, with the meltdown strategy, you've trickled out the money tax-free in a sense because you've created a new offsetting tax deduction with the interest cost. Your new investment pool has grown. That's the idea. We're going to grow it for you. At death, it'll receive preferential tax treatment as a capital gain instead of income. And you have beneficiaries on it, so there's no probate to worry about. It's not something that's locked in. You can get out of the program anytime you want to. And if you're under the age of 85, you have a 100% death benefit guarantee, which really makes this thing even more attractive uh, than it already was. 100% death benefit guarantee on death if you're under 85. It's amazing. It's an amazing strategy. So that said, I want to remind everybody that we're here to review any plans, any investment portfolios that you might want to have a second opinion on, whether it's registered or not. There's never a charge for that consultation or a review of some kind. And we want to we want to help you. We want to give you uh, that independent, you know, third party, uh, you know, analysis, and and we can do that for you. So that's all I'm going to say about the registered stuff and the fact that it's RSP season for another, I don't know, five weeks, I guess, something like that. So if you have RSP questions or RIF questions, give us a call. We'd be happy to help you with that. Yeah. Okay. So with that, let's jump into the mailbag a little earlier than normal. Yep. For uh, you know, we got. Lots of mail to cover off here. We're still not going to get it all done. But I'm going to do something that uh, I don't think we've ever done before. I've got the submission. You know, when, when you go to the website and there's a, there's a contact us button and you fill in the form and tell me what your question is or what's on your mind comes through as a, we call it a contact form submission. I've got one. Yeah. I've, never, I've never addressed it before, like directly on the radio. I've never answered the question before on the radio. So I'm going to do that for this guy. Of course, I'm not going to name names, but this is what it says. It says, going to read it to you. It's it's only a short uh, note. So the bank account that is not a joint account will be held by the bank for probate, whereas a joint account will go to the survivor and not be part of the estate and avoid probate. Then it says registered accounts require a named beneficiary so that they do not become part of the estate and probate. Is my understanding of the above right? Goes on to say, are these the only instances of assets that can avoid being part of the estate? All this pertains to my mother's will, and part of her estate is made up of various investments. I do not know the details. What do I need to know about what these are? Thank you. So this person, uh, it, is a, it is a man, not that that matters. Uh, he's got it right, basically. Uh, he understands, and I'm, I'm glad that, uh, yes, the joint account will do the trick. I said that a few minutes ago, but I don't like it. And we're going to talk about that. Like I said, uh, there's a better way. And I think the better way is to keep all of mom's money solely in mom's name. And that avoids a bunch of potential problems, which I'm not going to get into right now. And he's right about you know what the joint account does as far as the survivor goes and avoiding probate. He's also correct when he, these are questions, I guess, registered accounts require, they don't require a named beneficiary, but they do so that you can avoid the probate. You can have the beneficiary on the RSP or the RIF. You can have that as your estate but uh, that will not avoid the probate. There could actually be reasons to do that, 
but most of the time we want to see beneficiaries on those accounts. So yes, his understanding of the above is correct. Are these the only instances of assets that can avoid being part of the estate? No, no, we've talked about bear trusts. Uh, we've talked about, well, the solution that we talk about the most is the transfer over to the insurance company. And again, if you're under the age of 85, it's, it's a no cost transfer and we put the beneficiaries on there and that avoids the probate problem as well as it keeps things nice and simple. And I like that. I like simple. I'm a simple man, Ted. Mm-hmm. Can you appreciate that? I can appreciate that. I think people in general want to make things as simple as possible. I mean, who, well, I, I think so too. And confusion. Right. And especially, you know, when you're in your golden years, well, if ever there was a time to keep things simple, I think that's what it is. So, I will reply uh, by email to this uh, writer, this listener. But there, we've answered that question uh, live, so to speak. We'll go to a quick break. I do have more uh, mailbag to cover off. So stay tuned and we'll get to a couple other mailbag items right after this. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Okay, let's head down to Tom's place, 190 Baldwin, the heart of Kensington Market for the finest in men's clothing. Well, Tom, we're in a bit of a lockdown right now. How is this affecting your business, your hours, and the amount of people you can let into your store? Well, about the Tom's place, uh, a lot of people might not know it's quite a big store. It's made out of, of six individual buildings, and it allows over 100 people to come to our store, uh, which we don't have to worry about our capacity. But yes, we have shortened our business hours. We shortened our business hour as the following. From Monday to Friday, we're open from 11 to 5, Saturday from 10 to 5, and on Sunday from 12 to 5. But we're still open seven days a week. And we have fabulous, fantastic corduroy pants, three-for-one sport jackets. We have wool top coats as low as $249. We have warm sweaters that are two-for-one. We have a lot of merchandise that we need to clear before we we allow the new merchandise to come into our store. So please remember, our store hours are shorter, but we're still open seven days a week. We're here to serve you, and we make sure that we keep, keep up with all the protocols. Thank you very kindly. See you at Tom's Place. Remember the two-for-one sweaters, three-for-one sport jacket, three fabulous scarves for $50. You can't get better. You got it. Tom's Place, 190 Baldwin in the heart of Kensington Market. This is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate Show. I'm Ted Walsh, and he is Jason Laidler. You can contact Jason during the course of the week. Send him an email if you wish, info at avoidprobate.ca. Avoid probate is one word. Info at avoidprobate.ca, or you can call toll-free 1-844-667-7628. And if you go to the website, by the way, you should check that out. It's really quite cool. It's www.avoidprobate.ca. There's a free probate calculator that you can play around with and get an idea of how much a probate might be payable on your estate. And you can also click a button and listen to past episodes should you desire. So that's all there for you. And Jason is here for you now. That's right. And my mom is there on the other end of the phone when you call. So say hi to my mom. Hi, mom. Sticking with the mailbag for the next few minutes here. 
I'm just going to read this letter that came in. It's the start of a, of a lengthy letter. I'm just going to share the opening paragraph because I was so flattered by this person who writes, Hi, Jason. Recently, I completed a basic estate planning course. Then in brackets, it says, I didn't learn much more than I already picked up online. And he says, and someone had mentioned your Zoomer radio program, Avoid Probate. I started listening to it recently and now wished I would have a lot sooner. It's a deep well of valuable information that we all need, no matter the age. And you're the perfect host. You allow your guests to speak without interruption and ask similar questions that your listeners would. Well done. So that's nice, don't you think? It's very nice. I'm, I'm glad you did. Yeah, it was nice of you uh, not to give me an interruption while I was uh, sharing that. Uh, well, why would I do that? Well, I know, I'm just saying because I was talking about interruptions anyway. It wasn't a very funny joke. I was curious, though, to know from this gentleman when he said he completed a basic estate planning course. I did ask him where, when, how, what did it cost? Was it free? Blah, blah, blah. It, I think it was one of those night school courses because he said it was, I, he said it was a TDSB thing and it was not free and it was 12 weeks. It was like two hours a week for 12 weeks or something like that uh, through the TDSB. And I, so that's why I think it was a night school thing. And I asked him who did the referral in terms of mentioning the avoid probate show. Was it the instructor or was it a student? And he said it was a fellow student. So you know, words getting out there, I guess there is a solution and people want to know what they can do about this probate nightmare, as I like to call it. So thank you for that uh, listener to take the time to write in and, and we're working with him to help him in uh, avoiding probate for his mom's stuff. His mom's still alive. So that's good. We like it when we get the calls from people before uh, mom or dad passes away, then we can help. It's much more difficult to help after the fact. Another note here, it says another email. Dear Jason, thank you so much for the reply and for the well wishes. I apologize for not responding sooner. I hope you had a very nice Christmas. I wish you a happy new year. I listened to a couple of episodes of your podcast, which is super in brackets, which is super informative. I must add, love it. Thank you. We're trying to be informative, but unfortunately I didn't hear the best commercial of all time. It's the one where avoidprobate.ca is repeated after every single typical terrible situation regarding probate. It's quite effective. I know exactly which commercial this person's referring to, and I know not everybody loves it because it's it's kind of it's kind of repetitive. And that's his point, I think. And he finds it to be effective. And of course, that was the goal. Yeah, I mean, it was your friend, Ted, or or acquaintance, Larry Larry McKinnis. Larry McKinnis. Larry McKinnis, I know. Really, really talented man. He used to work at the Zoomer. Right. And so he was the, the brains behind that creativity. It wasn't me, that's for sure. And I thought it was great. So now you can hear it at random times when you're a Zoomer listener. Just to finish this email, it says, thank you so much for the offer and information. We will definitely keep in touch after we first deal with tying all the loose ends regarding my late father's estate. My mom is not interested in allowing history to repeat itself. That's the point I really wanted to make here is uh, I've said it before, like on the first death of the couple, the probate shouldn't be a big problem. It can be depending on how things are set up, but it doesn't have to be. So most of the time, probate's not a big deal on the first passing it's it's the second passing that it's a problem and of course in our communications i I just suggested okay well now that you're you've experienced it you've tasted it a little bit and you know it's not fun well we really need to tie things up for mom so that you know it doesn't history doesn't repeat itself and that's why he made the point of saying my mom is not interested in allowing history to repeat itself and i think that's fantastic okay uh what else have we got here i've got a story last week in the mailbag 
yeah, I don't do this very often refer to other mailbag stories. I mentioned uh, this lady, Beth, not her real name, of course, whose friend passed away. Beth was joint on the account and there was a riff with a beneficiary on it. So there was nothing to probate, right? When you're, when you're liquid like that, you've sold the house already, which was the case here. It's, it's not hard. Uh, if you let us help you, it's not hard to avoid the probate on your entire estate. Your entire estate's liquid. We, we invested at the insurance company, put beneficiaries on it, and that's that. Uh, the house, we can also take care of the house. I'll, I'll get to that in a second, I guess. But I, I said to Beth, because she, t- she made a point of telling me that she went to the lawyer to get a copy of the will, to take the will to the bank. And I said, they don't care. It hasn't been probated. It hasn't been validated. It hasn't been recognized as being the will that's going to be used. And it doesn't speak to anything anyway. It doesn't speak to anything because, you know, the account was joint and the RIF had a beneficiary. And, and Beth told me that was the entire estate. So there was nothing left for the will to speak to. So I'm going to say it, Ted. We've talked about this uh, leading up to, to today's show. And I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's going to really <laughs> upset some people, especially the lawyers out there. When I say not everyone needs a will, don't don't be fooled by the, you know, the marketing. We've been hearing it so often for so many years. Get a will, get a will, get a will, get a will. And I get it. I, I get it. And there's still cases, of course, where it's very important to have one. But that's an example. Beth's situation with her friend. Yeah. Okay. There was a will. Frankly, waste of money, if you ask me. It didn't do anything because those investments and those assets, when they don't go, when they don't flow through the estate, the will has has no standing. You know what I mean? It doesn't have any teeth. It doesn't speak to anything. So I'm going to say it one more time, and we're going to talk about this in future shows. We're going to expand on this because I know I'm 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 blowing some people's minds here when I say that. Um, don't believe the hype. You know, it's it's entirely possible. Okay, but so but if, uh, so, I get hit by a streetcar tomorrow. How does my family get what is mine if I don't have a will? So if if you're a client of avoidprobate.ca, then we've done the work for you, and we've made sure that all your investments have beneficiaries on them, including the non-registered account that was at the bank that you could not put a beneficiary on, and now you can because we moved it over to the insurance company and recreated a portfolio that you were comfortable with. So now, you know, your cho- let's assume your children are the beneficiaries. That's usually the case. Not always. I get it, but usually. So the kids are named as a beneficiary on the, let's call it the liquid uh, money, the liquid investments. And again, if we've done our job properly, the house, if there is one, and or the cottage, and or any other real estate that you might own, Uh, We're going to avoid the probate on that by using this bear trust. We've talked about the bear trust. We're going to talk about it again. We're going to start talking about it more and more and more because we are getting so many calls and so many people are interested in learning more about the bear trust. And so if we've done our job properly and we've put this, these assets that I just referred to inside the bear trust, naming beneficiaries again, Mm -hmm. a trust trust has a beneficiary. The trust has by default, the trust has a, a settler, the guy who, puts the gold coin in. That's the old uh, adage, the gold coin. It's got a trustee, the person who's in charge of managing the trust. And that person is guided by the deed, the terms of the trust. And it has a beneficiary, the person who benefits at the end when, when the settler passes away. So there is a beneficiary 
on all of a sudden, you know what? I'll, I'll say it like this. All of a sudden your house has a beneficiary on it. That's, mm-hmm. that's the, that's a good way to put it. Your house now has a beneficiary on it. It didn't have one before. That sounds maybe strange to some people because you can't really put a beneficiary on your house. I get that, but you can when you put the house inside of a bear trust. And I promise the listeners, we are going to expand on this. Call us, email us if you have questions about this. I had a conversation the other day with some people I know are getting uh, up against the, the next, the last break here. This couple said to me, uh, Jason, like we've redone our wills like three times because, you know, they're, they're an older couple and I get it. And they said, never has any lawyer ever said anything about a bear trust. And I thought, oh, yeah, okay, I get it because I uh, don't want to um, say bad things about lawyers, but, you know, not every lawyer is created equal and, and some lawyers get it and some don't. I got a really lengthy email from a lovely lady. We've been trading emails. She's fed up. And I mean, fed up with the lawyer that she's been dealing with and this and that. And and she mentioned the bear trust to him and he said, I'll get back to you. And then she, then he gave her conflicting information. And so she's not, she's lost confidence in, in that guy. Anyway, lots more to talk about, but we are going to have to take a quick break here. We will talk about this again. I promise in the not too distant future. I'm glad you're listening today. I hope you keep listening. Uh, we want to keep informing you about your options with regard to avoiding probate. We'll be right back to wrap up the show. Learn more about avoiding probate at avoidprobate.ca or call 1-844-667-7628. Back with more Avoid Probate after this. Good afternoon, friends. We are gathered here to remember, insert your name, and we're heartbroken because, insert your name, did not avoid probate. So the loved ones of, insert your name, have to wait a long time for what rightfully is theirs. I see I've made you cry. Recent changes in law make probate slower, more complicated, and more expensive. Don't make it harder for your loved ones. Avoidprobate.ca this is Avoid Probate on Zoomer Radio with Jason Laidler of avoidprobate.ca. Welcome back. You are listening to the Avoid Probate show, and uh, it's going to be it for another episode. But don't forget, keep in touch with us during the course of the week. You can call toll-free 1-844-667-7628 or email info at avoidprobate.ca. Jason? Ted, uh, we mentioned earlier that uh, Tuesday is Robbie Burns Day and the dinners are, well, they can be formal, extravagant affairs. They don't have to be, uh, for sure. But every time there's a Robbie Burns dinner, I think it's safe to say you hear something called the Selkirk Grace. The Selkirk Grace. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what it sounds like. It sounds like this. It goes without a Scottish accent, by the way, because I don't, don't do a very good one. Some may meet and can they eat and some what eat. That want it, but we ain't meat and we can eat, so let the Lord be thanked. That's the Selkirk Grace you hear every Robbie Burns dinner, along with bagpipes, of course, and all that good stuff. And with um, that, I'm going for lunch. And you're going for lunch. Well, I want to say thank you first to uh, yourself. Thank you to Kelly for keeping us on track and working her magic behind the glass there. Thanks to Ted Walson for his decades of radio excellence. Thank you to our Zoomer listeners. For joining us again today hopefully you are becoming a regular listener if you're not already and lastly i'll just wrap up with this uh, short quote from churchill because like i said it's the anniversary of his passing tomorrow you make a living by what you get 
You make a life by what you give. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. You've been listening to an exclusive podcast of Avoid Probate with Jason Laidler. Heard every Sunday at 8 a.m. on Zoomer Radio. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.